Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday morning, June 8, 2022, 61 degrees in the capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I am Jack Mitchell. Uh, alongside today, Johnny Cadillac in for Caleb Henry. Caleb will be back with us tomorrow, but he's got a day off today. And Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. Chris Lofgren, Time Saver Traffic, will be joining us here in just a little bit. Got a busy show for you today, but it should be, I guarantee it will be, an entertaining one. Uh, not only sound off, talk with cop. We're going to get into what chaps your hide Wednesdays. You can start texting and Facebooking in your hide chappings if you would like to. Uh, we'll get to that at 710. We'll count down the five things you're talking about today with the morning drive. Eight o'clock hour will feature Dr. Ken Dewey, America's favorite retired meteorologist, climatologist. And at 835, we will talk with John Bishop uh, of 1620 The Zone. So that's what we've got going on today. Johnny, good morning. Welcome to the studio. Morning. Glad good to have you here. with us. And, uh, Mark Vale. Hey, giving me rain updates right before we got yep. on the air. Uh, more than I thought. Now I was watching that radar come in last night and it looked like the old Lincoln Dome was kind of doing its thing compared to what you were seeing some other parts, but, uh, parts of the city did get pretty good, uh, pretty good drink last yep. night. Yeah, uh, 6,600s out at the airport. Casa Vale had 1.1, according to okay. Lisa. Okay. Who All right. Just texted that in, and uh, evidently, as you were reporting, a little bit of a little bit of hail east of town. Yeah, um, and maybe in parts of Lincoln too. We didn't have any at our place, but I, I slept through it, to be real honest. But uh, yeah, uh, two and three quarters uh, inch hail in Eagle, which is approaching baseball size. Holy cow! Uh, oh. A lot of quarter sized hail, and that was pretty well. Uh, I talked with National Weather Service meteorologist Dirk Peterson a few minutes ago. He said. There was quite a bit of, of damage by the wind-driven hail. Windows broken in some areas. Uh, of course, that will damage siding and things right. like that. So. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, the one thing I will say um, is I went to bed. I went to bed pretty late last night, a little before eleven, and I think I was laying down for about five minutes, and I heard a there was a thunder that was in East Lincoln, maybe throughout the entire city. I don't think I've ever heard anything like it. Not necessarily just because of the loudness, but because of the like the length of it and the out-of-nowhereness of it. And I sat straight up at bed. I was like, oh, my gosh, what was that? Uh, so maybe that same one woke you up last night. It was just after 11 o'clock last night there's there's some some people who believe lightning never strikes twice in the same place but i've come to believe that's because once it strikes that place is gone <laughs> yeah i guess so i so. guess so uh so anyway yeah uh got got through that and now forecast today looking uh as you heard there in the weather forecast uh a lot more uh a lot more calm today actually a pretty darn nice day today uh with highs in the upper 70s partly sunny skies looks like by sunday guys we're going to get kind of back to, to the real summer heat feeling temperatures uh and then throughout next week we're going to see that most of the weekend looks like for the foreseeable future too they were they were showing i saw uh some some tweets from the meteorologists i followed showing those like eight to 14 day outlooks right. those long-term outlooks and and lincoln was right in like the darkest type of maroon you could find on the entire which, map which so. means heat 
Yeah. So that's that'll that, be an interesting discussion with Doctor D. Yeah, he'll he'll have a lot of that uh, for us, I'm sure. And he's he was part, one of the people who are who are posting those. So that's what we've got going on. Uh, I just wanted to touch on a couple of headlines that that um, stood out to me here this morning, Mark. Um, so we do have an well, not an arrest necessarily, but turning himself in the the driver from Omaha uh, who was. Part of the crash caused the uh, the crash, I guess, allegedly uh, on O Street uh, the night of the cruising event uh, is now in custody of Lincoln police. He was arraigned in Lancaster County. So he's being charged with two counts of manslaughter, two counts of driving under the influence with serious bodily injuries. Um, so uh, they set a bond for him here at this point. Uh, the The information basically. From what I understand it, Mark, is they, they were able to get, um, I don't know if it was based on this the black box type thing, which That's, I, I believe uh, was what they got. Which I didn't even realize that was a thing in, in cars. Now, when the airbag deploys, you can basically see a picture of what was happening with the car in the seconds before that happened in terms of speed, quick acceleration, all, all of those sorts of things. And it sounds like based on that and probably some eyewitness testimony and those sorts of things uh and and investigating the site itself they determined that there was uh said they thought about 90 miles an hour yep prior your, prior to the crash prior, prior they, to the they, crash what yeah. they can't tell is whether he was braking or not right and so. speed limit there on o street is 40 is 40 and there were there were witnesses who were saying things like they thought it was close to 100 miles an hour so um that estimate may not actually have have been that off so um yeah he is uh he's an almost turned himself in an 18 year old um 18 year old man and 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 again the investigation showed um i I don't know a whole lot of detail about this and i don't even know how the levels work exactly with thc or marijuana in the system uh but that of course is why you've got the the two counts of driving under the influence with serious bodily injuries that have been added to this so uh, we've got that. We got a. I'm sure we're going to hear about this in what chaps here on Wednesday. But it looks like we got a uh, COVID risk dial update. Mark. Yep. High yellow. Yeah. Uh, elevated yellow. Uh, no health mandates. Uh, it's just that uh, the risk of spread remains moderate. Uh, effect on the community also now moderate. Mm-hmm. At 117 new cases reported yesterday. Hospitalizations ticking up again. A little over 30. So, um, you know, not the good trend that we'd like to see. Okay. Um, the, the number that I, I wish we could get, uh, and that is the number of people hospitalized, uh, to know their vaccination status. Mm. I think that would be a worthwhile uh, report. Mm. And, uh, that has not been, uh, part of the daily report for now for several months. Seven day rolling average went from 21.7 to 29.3 back, um, a week from twenty one seven a week ago to twenty nine three, um, and so they're saying thirty one current patients uh, with twenty five from Lancaster County here at this this point, and so but we have not had any deaths reported. No, yet. so no, yeah, and, I mean, I, and it is, <laughs> I mean, it is an interesting question. Like at at w- what point do you say, okay, you know, this is. I mean, it's a thing. It, it's a thing, and people are getting sick. But do you continue to have the the dial these things? I, like, what does that do? How does that help now? 
at at this point. I mean, I've, I don't I don't completely know the answer to that. I don't. I know that a lot of people get very fired up that you do continue to do these updates and they do talk about the risk and those sorts of things. I don't know that it fires me up, but I also don't. I, I honestly just don't know how, how much it's really doing at this point. So I, I I don't either, other than some businesses and as we yeah. saw in the past. Uh, schools used it as a guide for making some decisions, but whether or not that's still a an issue or not, um, I don't know. That might be a, a subject that'll be brought up for the new superintendent. Uh, and you know, the I mean, the things that they're saying to do is, I mean, it's nothing new. They're encouraging people to get vaccinated, wear wear a mask if you got symptoms, or been tested positive, or been exposed. Get tested if you're not feeling well. Stay sick. I mean, it's just all. It's yep. all. Stay home. It, I mean. Not, none of the guidance nothing really changes going along with that so uh yeah we got that going on here today uh i don't know what else did i miss anything else um matthew mcconaughey made quite an appearance at the white house briefing room and then he was on special report with brett bear on fox news yesterday afternoon how did that go and uh let me put it this way brett bear who was a white house correspondent for fox Mm -hmm. he was the uh, chief correspondent for years um, he and some of his former White House press secretaries had noted that that was the most uh, relevant, impassioned uh, presentation they had ever heard in the White House. Interesting. Uh, and then I saw the interview with Brett Baer, and I would strongly encourage everyone to find that online because there is a, a lot of worthwhile information that he had put forth. Hmm. Um McConaughey is a native of Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. His mother was a kindergarten teacher there, mm-hmm. so he had some uh, very, very personal uh, knowledge of the of the area. And uh, what he had to say was pretty, yeah, pretty succinct. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what kind of an impact um, it'll have. He's not really looked at. I know when movie stars kind of speak out on politics, there's, there's always. Sort of the you know the this idea of the Hollywood liberal elite or or whatever that it is, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I quite. I mean, I know Matthew McConaughey is always this very chill person, but I know there was talk about him running for governor. Yep. But I wasn't even quite and sure what his what his politics that were. Was, exactly. That was that was Brett Bear's first question: Are you running for anything? And he said he's not running no. for anything. You know, he had the, the, for a while it yep. sounded like he might. Yeah, yeah, he, he might. So okay. Otherwise, uh, you know, the weather. Uh, we have a new state senator sworn in. Yesterday. Yeah, the um, boy. The uh, the governor's gotten to make a few appointments here yes. and kind of put his own touch on the legislature here in the final final months of and if uh, Ro- term. if Roe v. Wade is overturned and they call a special session, there's another staunch pro-life vote in uh in the unicameral so this was the seat uh rich paul's passed away senator right. rich paul's uh passed away and so the governor is allowed to um to make this this it's an appointment appointment until the next election right so and then now she is collecting signatures to be on the ballot she wants to run for the unexpired uh term uh, beginning next january okay so. So, so Kathleen so, Koth. So we'll have Koth. to run then. Yes, yeah, she has to November. run this fall, and that will be that just sense, for a shortened term. Just for the so they keep the term on the. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. It's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was thinking about that, and I actually was was trying to remember. Do you just finish out the existing term no matter what if you're appointed, but you actually do have to run in the next election? But they keep the every four year yes. thing. They don't start a new clock essentially right. for four years, 
for the senator that that would you're appointed that to fill uh, the temporary gap, and then the elected person fills the unexpired term. Okay, and she's hoping to be this one and the same. All right. Um, we by the way, we are fully in uh, at least in parts of the city in uh, orange cone season. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I and, was, and barrels. I've seen a few barrels. And barrels there. as well. I was uh, headed down. The way I get out of here from work here is I often go down 48th Street, which already I've got my issues with 48th Street from about, I don't know, say, normal to O Street. It's an interesting stretch of, of road in a lot of ways. But they, they've they been working on this thing for a long time. And doggone it, I could barely, uh, I was, I think I ran over a couple of like sides of cones because they had that whole middle lane blocked off. And I don't know what happened, but some of them slid out a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm either going to go up on the curb or I'm going to start knocking cones over here at this point. <laughs> I was just thinking about it as so I drove through there. I, I wonder what it would be like if I was in a motor coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think, I don't know. I, if the, I, I have an SUV. I don't know if it's that oversized of a vehicle. Uh, mine, but it, mine's a little wider than yours. And I was. You know, just just clipping each one as you go along, not not on purpose, but uh, but yeah. So uh, anyway, hey, uh, heads up, keys to the city keyword. All right. Today we have as our feature business alumni hall. Alumni Hall, being given a lot of gift, gift cards away with tickets and stuff to Alumni Hall, um, to get, get Husker gear there. So the keyword today is university. University, I always like to spell them, U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y. What does that mean to you? Well, you've got that key to the city now, meaning you can go to KLI.com, click on Keys to the City. It'll ask you for the day's keyword. Today's is university. What that'll get for you is an opportunity to win that day's business Gift, uh, gift card, so a gift card to Alumni Hall, and also enter you in the grand prize drawing that we're going to have at the end of this whole thing where we pick a name out to get every gift certificate that we've given away. So you get your, your Husker Gear at Alumni Hall, you get your Harbor Coffee House, you get your T.O. Haas Tires, you get your Greenfields. I mean, I forget some of them. There, there's tons of them, but imagine just your 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 wallet full up of gift certificates for basically everything you can imagine from local businesses. So there you go. So Alumni Hall Ultimate Cornhusker Shopping Experience, officially licensed Nebraska clothing from Adidas Champion, game day fashion for the ladies and even kids clothing, either 11th and P Street downtown or the Alamo Plaza at 56th and Highway 2. So keep listening for all the daily keys to the city keywords for more chances to win. Don't forget you can go in person and also get an extra chance to win at any of the businesses. It's all brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. So or as go. my good friend Ole Dortmuller, the sunflower farmer, would say, the key word there is university. Oh, Oli. I always like to hear some Oli's knowledge coming in here from you. Yeah, Oli, Oli's got it right. So. All right, we're going to uh, grab our break right now. I am going to be back with sports. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Uh, no, University of Nebraska Athletic Department released its Hall of Fame class. This is interesting. If you haven't heard who made it, I'll... Uh, some some names that might jog some things in your memory. So I will have that for you. Uh, and also some big news here. For an, a Lincoln high schooler might be listening right now. Good, we'll tell you Good. about that as well. By the way, uh, I dreamt last night I was a muffler. Can you oh, believe yeah? it? No, I and can't. I woke up exhausted. Oh boy, that's not in your. That's not your best work. Hey, I love those jokes. I sometimes they're fine. <laughs> 
A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 637, 61 degrees in the capital city. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Jack Mitchell, Johnny Cadillac, Mark Vale, Chris Lofgren. At your service today, Caleb will join us again tomorrow. Uh, let's jump, though, in to the sound off right now. Okay, yeah, this isn't just your normal your normal uh, gas prices update where I, uh, you know, we just tell you it's going up and that's it. There was a hearing yesterday. There was a hearing uh, in D.C. about gas prices, and Janet Yellen testified there as we continue to go toward a national average of $5 that looks like probably still have a good chance of hitting this week. AAA said the price of a regular unleaded gasoline is now $4.95, up from just over 3 bucks a year ago. That's a 60% spike in just the past year. Gas prices have more than doubled since President Biden took office. They've been increasing since Election Day in 2020. Three words you don't hear off in this town, I was wrong. That's what Biden's Treasury Secretary said last week. Yesterday, Janet Yellen shifted the blame. Yellen was pressed by lawmakers asking if the massive $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill signed into law by the president was responsible for today's inflation crisis. She says inflation is a global problem. Yeah, so uh, we continue to sort of uh, disagree about what the problem is. Meanwhile, uh, the people at the pump are the ones who are are paying for it pretty ex- extensively. And yeah, I, uh, just from the forecasters that you hear, uh, it, it sounds like the national average would go over five and maybe just a matter of time before here in Lincoln, we see prices consistently $5 or above. Um, Mark alluded to this at the beginning of the show. Actor Matthew McConaughey, Uvalde, Texas native, met with the president yesterday and had some words for uh, the media at the White House on Tuesday. Matthew McConaughey met with the president and lawmakers on Capitol Hill in which he called for tighter gun laws to avoid future tragedies like the one that devastated his hometown of Uvalde, Texas. The actor stressing the need for common sense changes to gun laws, what he calls responsible gun ownership. We need to invest in mental health care. We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. The act begging Americans to put aside political differences for the sake of protecting our children. All right, it was election night last night, including a couple of our neighbors uh, having their primary elections yesterday. Let's get an update from South Dakota uh, and Iowa, among others. In New Mexico, Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham will go for another term facing ex-TV meteorologist Mark Ronchetti in November. Meanwhile, in South Dakota, Republican Kristi Noem is a step closer to a second term as governor. She easily won her GOP primary and will face Democrat Jamie Smith later this year. Also, Republican Senator John Thune was a winner and gets Democrat Brian Bangs in the general election. In Iowa, Republican Governor Kim Reynolds and Democrat Deidre DeGere were unopposed and will meet in November. Longtime U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley, also an easy victor. <laughs> Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Grassley, you can set your clock to, to Grassley winning in Iowa and continuing to... Uh, have that Republican nomination. And then, uh, 
Well, we're now one day away from the primetime hearing event. Some may say made for TV event. The January 6th committee hearing from the House is going to be uh, doing their proceedings during the evening tomorrow night, continuing to let out let out little pieces of information about what they will present on Thursday night. The committee put out a statement saying they'll be presenting previously unseen material documenting January 6th in their televised hearing. They'll also get testimony from Capitol Police Officer Carolyn Edwards, who suffered a brain injury at the hands of rioters. They'll also be talking to filmmaker Nick Quested, who recorded the start of the violence. Some Republicans plan on counter-programming, starting with a news conference this morning. House GOP Conference Chair Elise Stefanik said she'll be speaking out against what she called a sham political witch hunt. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. All right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, the monkeypox thing is still a thing. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it, it's always been in some parts of the country, not always, but for a long time, not just this year, has it been a thing. But CDC is raising some new alerts in the United States about monkeypox. The CDC says there are more than 30 confirmed cases of monkeypox in the U.S. as of Monday and has raised it to a level two alert. CDC officials recommend that travelers wear masks, but caution that monkeypox is not on the same level of concern as COVID-19. Thousands of monkey Monkeypox cases are seen each year in Africa, but health officials say it has now spread to every continent except Antarctica. Its symptoms are like the flu. Before those who are infected develop a painful rash, swollen lymph nodes, and lesions. The World Health Organization says the time period between when someone's exposed to monkeypox and when symptoms appear can be anywhere from 5 to 21 days. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Okay, so yeah. So uh, this is now alert level 2. Uh, encouraging people to practice enhanced precautions is what the word is. But the number 1,119 confirmed and suspected cases in 29 countries on, on this whole thing. So, but I mean, again, it should, you know, public bodies also say general, general risk to the public or the risk to the general public, I should say, remains low. It's, it's particularly to encourage people to avoid close contact with sick people, um, and sorry, this is a little gross, but it, including those with skin or genital lesions as well as sick or dead animals. Um, and if you've got unexplained skin rash or lesions, it seems like it goes without saying, but who knows these days, avoid contact with others and reach out to the uh, healthcare provider for guidance at this point. You know, it, it's interesting. The CDC originally said on the website that they recommended travelers wear face masks to help prevent the spread of monkeypox, but then they removed it later on. So I don't know exactly what is behind that. But it's the it, right now the UK is the uh, the country who uh, I mean compared to what did I say twenty 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 nine here UK has three hundred two, uh, Spain has one hundred ninety eight, Portugal has one hundred fifty three, and Canada has eighty. Uh, all right, other things to get into today. Now, this is interesting. So, uh, well, let, let's let's start with this one. There could be a new COVID vaccine on the market soon, right? And this one works a little bit different ones than the ones that you may have taken previously for COVID. Advisors to the FDA backing a more traditional shot as the latest weapon in the fight against COVID-19. 
The protein shot from Novavax is currently available in Australia, parts of Europe, and multiple other countries. It uses more conventional technology than the vaccines manufactured by Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. The panel saying the benefits from two doses of the Novavax shots outweigh the risks, but the FDA needs to finish combing through data before deciding whether to grant an emergency use authorization. The CDC says about 27 million adults in the U.S. remain unvaccinated. FDA vaccine chief Dr. Peter Marks hopes a fourth vaccine option will entice holdouts to get the jab. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. All right. Now, th- this is the other one that I wanted to get to. So, so now this story is out of North Carolina, so not necessarily direct relevance here. But it does have relevance in that it potentially could leave Nebraska on a bit of an island policy-wise. North Carolina looking at giving the thumbs up to some form of legal medical marijuana. You can get some form of medical marijuana in every state except North Carolina and Nebraska, but that could change in the Tar Heel State. The state Senate voting 35 to 10 with eight Republicans and two Democrats voting no, moving the bill along to the House. But it's not clear if Speaker Tim Moore will take up the bill in this short session, saying the issue may have to wait until next year. The measure would let a doctor prescribe medical marijuana products for patients with specific debilitating conditions. Patients must register and be 18 years old. Under 18 would require a tougher approval and treatment process. The dealers and or vendors would only be open between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and smoking prohibitions would apply. CJ Papa Fox News. So it's it's interesting because it sounds like at least according to that report North Carolina may wait until their next legislative session uh, that if it's next year then Nebraska may have already voted on a ballot initiative at that point so it could go either direction here where what uh, where nebraska leaves north carolina on the island as the last one or north carolina leaves nebraska as the last one on the island if they do it legislatively which has failed in nebraska we talked pretty extensively about this yesterday and it's it's hard to know yet you know it's interesting talking to joe jordan yesterday because he seemed to to be of the thought that it still may all depend on what happens with this court ruling that's being litigated right now, the early stages of litigation, at least, about the constitutionality of Nebraska's county requirement percentages for these ballot initiatives. Is that is is that do or die for this effort? I, I don't know. Um, if, if it is... If it is, then you'll have the, the basically this petition drive uh, end in court essentially two two years in a row. Although this year they, if that were the case, they wouldn't have gotten the requisite signatures which they had last year. So we'll see. I don't, and I don't know if uh, I think that's speculation by Joe, which he acknowledges, but but we'll see. It, otherwise, <laughs> I guess you go back. I guess you go back to the legislature. But I don't know. If they'll have, if if this one gets defeated or doesn't make the ballot, you know, with the the funding issues that they've had this year, is there is there momentum? Is there money to to do this again? Can you keep bringing it back? I'm I'm not sure what the answer to all of those questions are, but that part of you know, there's some real significant things for that whole battle that's going on right now. They're going to happen over the next couple of months, potentially all leading up to a vote in November. Uh, all right, uh, all right. A couple other things here. A little bit more, uh, less heavy things here. I, I guess um, 
Sam's Club is now going to be using driverless trucks on the streets of some cities to do deliveries. And it's interesting to me because I don't know, I'm not a super experienced traveler driving in the United States by any means, so I maybe don't have the full requisite knowledge of all the places that you need to make this claim. But they're thinking about doing it in, in Dallas. And from my experience driving in major cities, Dallas might be one of the worst. It's It's got to be. A, they plopped their interstate right through the middle of downtown. Or maybe downtown grew up around it. I don't know exactly which happened. But nonetheless, you may eventually be seeing Sam's truck, uh, Sam's Club trucks driving around the streets without anybody behind the wheel. The fleet of about three dozen trucks will hit the road in the Dallas area. The autonomous box trucks will replace traditional tractor trailers. The company providing the trucks, Gatic, says the fleet will deliver Georgia-Pacific paper products to stores along what they say are known repeatable routes. Gatic says that the trucks are designed to negotiate traffic in urban, semi-urban, and highway environments. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. I mean, is this is this coming? Is this like, I, we, it feels like before, I don't know if it was COVID wiped out, we talked about this a lot, and like there were a few accidents with tests and, and the Tesla things, and you don't hear about it as much anymore, but are we still going? Now, I do notice, if you go to Sam's Club now, they've got, and probably other retailers have this as well, but they have those driverless, like uh, somebody can be on it, operating it, uh, but there usually isn't. It's like a little, I think it's a floor cleaner. It just drives around. I was there with my daughter a couple of weeks ago, and she said, is somebody supposed to be on that thing? No. No, honey. This is the future. (laughs) Driverless floor cleaners at Sam's. And last but not least, our friends at Wallet Hub. We don't know what they do other than put out rankings, but they put out another one. And you talked a lot about staycations this summer, people who maybe don't want to do a little bit of driving well. Do you live in a city? I think we all live maybe in in a city or close to the same city here in the capital city. Do you ever live in a city that is great for staycations? Well, there's a new writing out there to tell you if that's true. To find the best places for a fun-filled yet wallet-friendly staycation, Wallet Hub compared more than 180 U.S. cities across 44 key metrics, including parks and public beaches per capita, weather, walkability, and restaurant meal costs. The personal finance website ranks Honolulu as number one followed by Orlando, Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, and Portland, Maine. Las Vegas, San Francisco, New York, San Diego, and Seattle among the top ten. Wallet Hub reps estimate about 29% of Americans are not planning to travel for leisure this year. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. So usually when we do these, we find Lincoln in the top 20 or you know something, something like that. This one... Not not as high for the uh, for the old state. I mean, respectable still. Number sixty three overall, sixty third best city for a staycation in the United States. Smack dab in the middle of Wilmington, Delaware, and Lincoln, Nebraska. So I know again. I don't know how helpful this is because the staycation. If you're going to these places from here, it's not really a staycation; it's a vacation. But it is interesting. Honolulu, Orlando. Well, yeah. I mean, by the way, what, if you live in Orlando, do you do that stuff? Or are you annoyed by it? I, I always wonder that. Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, Portland, Maine, Las Vegas. Same thing in Las Vegas. You live in Las Vegas, how often do you go to the Strip? I, I, I wonder that. San Francisco, New York City, San Diego, 
and Seattle. Some other uh, notable local, more local ones. Denver is at number 20. Minneapolis is at 24. We get down to Omaha at 41. Omaha got us in this one. Okay. They got a really, it's interesting because Omaha got a really good rating on their recreation. The food and entertainment and rest and relaxation weren't actually as as good for Omaha, but the recreation number was very good. All right. So uh, that's it for our sound off right now. We're going to grab a break. Officer Chad is in the building with us. We're going to talk to a cop, do Crime Stoppers and more next. Don't forget what Chaps here on Wednesday. We'll get it fired up at 710. You can text your Chaps into the Rick Stein Recognition text line or shoot us a comment on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. 60 degrees, sunny skies, sun is up in the capital city on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499.3 KLI. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 626 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLN. Officer Chad is back. Good morning. After a week off, we missed you. Uh, two weeks off. Two weeks off. I got oh, another boy. week to go. Time flies. When... <laughs> <laughs> Time flies. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Good. Rested. Very good. Rested. Yeah. Good. Very good. I was, you know, we were just we were just talking on the show, and I'm not going to get into specifics with you, but about the you know the high speeds causing the, this crash on O Street, which of course a lot of a lot of people have talked about. It. I'm I'm just curious when you when when you, when you've seen just generally like really is there anything in common when you see like really high speeds, really dangerous? I know people are saying okay, it's at night, it's on O Street, those sorts of things, but. What's generally the situation when when somebody's going abs- driving absurdly um, unsafe, especially with high speeds? I, I have had any number of excuses. Yeah, um, I actually almost got nailed at Forty Eighth and O one night and stopped the young couple who was on their way to Brian East because she was in labor. Oh, really? I always wonder yeah. about that. Um, that happens. Well, and I, so th- I, I want to be the big hero, but I'm going to escort you to the hospital. I'm not going to help you deliver. Yeah. So we'll, we'll drive safely <laughs> when we get there. Um, we've had people that had bathroom issues. Oh, my gosh. They, they claim that. Um, I've seen people that just didn't realize Isn't how there? fast they were going. Really? And yeah. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, 52nd No, when I worked that part of town, that was actually my favorite place to sit and run radar. Really? Because you would get people going up and down O Street at just stupid numbers. Yeah. And they were they were really big tickets that we'd write. And um, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know what the answer is for O Street. Yeah. Because I, you know, coming down O Street this morning, I you see the black marks all over the place. Right. And, um, Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It just it, it's concerning. Yeah. Um, I think there are some things in the works. I I'm just not privy to what they right. are. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about what's going on with Crime Stoppers this week. What do you have for us? Uh, first one is fraud alert. Uh, victim in this case had his wallet, credit card, AirPods, and a bunch of other stuff taken out of his car uh-huh. that was parked in Seward. A few hours later, the card was used at the Walmart on North 27th. They got about $400 worth of merchandise. Uh, no video on this one, but we got some pretty good still photos of the suspect. Uh, the other one is a Harley Davidson trailer. A trailer? A trailer. This one Hard is a... steal, I would think. Well, as long as you got a pickup truck, you can get it, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's a custom-made Harley Davidson trailer. It was stolen from Big Red Storage at 6 in the Man Dorn. We have a good picture and a little bit of video of the pickup that backed in, hooked up, and took off with it. Um, Big Red Storage has been hit a few times for 
for some of these types of thefts, so we'd like to get this one taken care of. Okay, very good. Uh, people can help out. Uh, LincolnCrimestoppers.com. Call. Remain anonymous. Absolutely. Maybe get some cash yep. out of the whole thing. All right. Good to see you back again. Thank and, you. And uh, we, will, we will check in again next week. All right? All right. All right. There you go. Officer Chad Hine, Lincoln Police Department. All right. Coming up, it is your weekly opportunity to vent, to get it off your chest. The world doesn't want to hear you whining. Well, I kind of do. I mean, I kind I will. I will. That's the important part. I will. And uh, we can talk about those little things that chap our high. I've got one, and it's so dumb, but i got to get it off my chest, and you can do the same coming up next. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. All right, it's that time of week. Our public service to the Lincoln and the surrounding areas. Time for you to get it off your chest. It's what chaps your eye Wednesday. I've opened up the Rickstown Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. You can also text on that same number if you'd like to do that, facebook.com slash LNK today as well and we are going to jump into what chaps your hide right after this 60 degrees in the capital city you are listening to lincoln's news and talk 1400 and 99.3 klin live from the momo pizzeria and ristorante studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city this is lnk today with jack and friends on the voice of lincoln 1499.3 klin it's time to get it off your chest with what chaps your hide wednesday call or text the rick stein recognition hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide yeah, those little things pile up. They accrue, accountants would say, during the day. And uh, sometimes, sometimes it just, a lot of times, most of the time, I dare say, you end up just feeling better if there's somebody who uh, will listen to you about it, uh, commiserate with you, perhaps. Maybe they've had the same experience. You see the segment and you say it's, see it's people whining. I see the segment and I say it's bringing people together. With shared experiences, it's what chaps your hide Wednesday, and you've entered it on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I'm Jack Mitchell. Johnny Cadillac in for Caleb Henry today. Mark Vale as well. And we heard Steve King doing traffic today. All right. What chaps your hide Wednesday? Brickstown Recognition Hotline is open for you at 402-479-1400. Also use that to text us as well. We'll get to the Facebook page on that. What did you come up with? Accrual is an accounting. Uh, uh, things I mean, things add up. Things start to add up. That's what I mean. That's, yeah, that's I, literally I, what the I word just, means. It's, I just, it's kind of know, borrowing a word from uh, my accounting knowledge. I guess. Ah, okay. See, I call accountants. I call accountants legume enumerators. Legume enumerators. Legume. Oh, enumerators. Bean counters. I get bean it. counters. Ah, I got it. Good one. Yeah. All right, phone, phone lines are open. Let's go right to them first. Debbie joins us to start off again Hi, Debbie. today. Hi, Debbie. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Have you noticed, though, in certain parking lots and parking garages that are that have just maybe one lane of traffic that you can go between where the cars are parked on both sides? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I absolutely hate those kinds that have straight-in parking versus angled parking. Yeah. Because I'll park straight in, which takes forever for me to do really straight between the lines. And inevitably, when I come back out, there is somebody that's parked directly behind me, not some small car like mine. They've got some big F, you know, Ford F-150 
with a long box and a big hitch sticking out the back end, and then it takes forever to get out of the straight-in parking. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. It's just happening to me. No. Yeah, no, you're right, Debbie, but if there were angled parking, you'd have to keep going up when you back I, out. Yeah, but you've just got to go up to one one more level and you come back down. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's that big of yeah, a problem I, I agree. to do that. I, I tell you, because half the time with those backup mirrors, it doesn't even you doesn't even get low enough to see that hitch. You yeah, be very careful. You don't run into That's it. It's true. That listen, I've got. I think we could do a whole genre on parking lot issues. To be honest, that I mean that oh. is its own own set of things. Uh, and uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a shock jock here for a minute. You uh, listen, you people have to back in everywhere. I understand it sometimes. Sometimes, come on, just just park regularly. That's one thing. And then number yeah, two. Yeah, but when you go to a basketball game. That's fine. Anything at PBA. That's an okay exception. Get out. When yeah. you're parking at the back row at church and nobody's around you, though, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, then number t- and then number two for me on this is, for some reason, my family has decided that any time I park, the first thing that they do when they get out of the car is they evaluate my parking job. <laughs> <laughs> Every I that to myself. Come on, well, I don't need I it. Do yeah, Deb, you can have my family, and you won't have to do it for a ride with you sometime, and you won't have to do it. So, uh, all right. Well, that would be good because I get out and I look, and if it's not in there right, I I get back in, I start it up, and I redo it. Impressive. I'm with you, Debbie. All right, thank, thank you. you, thank you, Thanks, Debbie. Have a good one. No, it's like every time. Nice park job, Dad. Okay, listen, it's within the lines, is it not? I mean. No, I didn't. I didn't get out some kind of a laser device to make sure I'm exactly centered. But you can calm down. I wish they'd do about half and half of these parking lots with uh, this for the smaller vehicles where the lines are a little closer together. The bigger vehicles are a little wider apart, so you get the the yeah. compact parking and the. That's the other thing is is the co- living in fear. My kids are old enough now; it's not as much of a problem. But living in fear that your child is going to swing their car door open and just smash in, smash the door into or, another car because so many of them are so, so tight trying to get all those spots in there. And let's be honest, there are parking lots. I'm not going to name names, but there are parking lots in town that are notoriously worse yes, than others. Yes. The other and thing you got to be careful. A bunch of them are in Southwest Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. The other thing you got to worry about uh, on these narrow uh, parking spaces is if you got a high wind that catches your door. That'll do. Yeah, that, 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 that. Yeah. What? I mean, I had a, like a gut reaction every time we parked somewhere uh, to turn around the kids. Careful getting out. Careful getting out. Always worried. Always worried that's going to happen. All right, back to the phones. Brett is next today. Good morning, Brett. What's chapping your hide? All right, I got a couple of lawn-related shafts. Okay, yes, um, I like these. So, so last week, I had to mow my lawn, and the gas tank I have was run low. Uh-huh. So I filled up as far as I can, thinking mm-hmm. it's going to get me all the way through. And, of course, I run out of gas with one strip of lawn left. <laughs> and you, you got to go to the gas station. <laughs> fill it all up, do it. <laughs> that always Ten happens. More seconds. Ten more seconds, and I would be done. I know. The no. thing is, you try. You can start to hear when it's happening too. Like it's start. It, it's starting to slow down. You're like, oh no, I'm at the end. And I've done this. I'm sure you have too, Brett. Where you just like you're going. You're like trucking along there, trying to get the last fumes out of there to get it done, so you don't have to go to before yep. you finish it. Yep. Exactly. All right. And then my other one yeah. is uh, we just we just moved into a house last year. It's my first time with uh, underground sprinklers, mm. and I had 
I had replaced a couple this the spring and trying to get those spray in the right direction was one of the most frustrating things known to man. <laughs> so uh, I, I have notorious on the show uh, told the story. I've had underground sprinklers, a system that hasn't worked for years, but when it did, uh, that was one thing. And then number two is just, I would mow over those things constantly. I would, uh, uh, they just wouldn't go down enough and I'd be shredding them and have to replace them. So yeah. Yeah. Listen, getting into the, uh, the, the suburban rich and famous lifestyle isn't all it's cracked up to be sometimes, Brad. And I'm glad you pointed that out. Exactly. Thank you. Have a good one. (laughs) All right. We've got a lot on the text line. Uh, Midtown Dave says Harley Davidson motorcycles who ride with earplugs. If we have to hear the motorcycle noise, shouldn't they also? Uh, Chris says being woken up 1.30 in the morning to my phone and outside. Let's see. This doesn't want to load up here. Oh, uh, phone and outside uh, sirens blasting for a tornado warning that's 10 miles away. I know from my it's for my family's safety, but I'm going to drag this whole day. Uh, Steve says, garbage man who doesn't empty your garbage can all the way? I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, I, I've had. Don't they norm? Don't most of them? Uh, I mean, maybe it's a, if it's a can, they do it by hand, but usually they load the tote up on the truck, and it it does all the work. By the way, have you seen in, in some cities, I don't know if any Lincoln places do this. I might have to have our listener Ryan, listener, Ryan, tell us. He's familiar with this industry. But have you seen the cities where they have the side? Like in Lincoln, yes. they yep. bring the tote down. I don't know if every company does this. Our, our garbage people do this. They bring the tote down, then they hook it on, then it goes up. Right. But some places, they have it so the people don't even have to get out of the car. The truck. The truck. Yeah, yes. the, the, yeah, the vehicle, the yeah, truck. They, and they, it just reaches to the side, dumps it in, drives to the next one. It's got to be in the right spot, though, for them to do that. I well, that, that, that arm is, is adjustable. It goes out there, grabs the thing. Okay. And, and yeah, the larger cities uh, have those. I have not seen those here in uh, Lincoln. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? You know what's chapping my hide right now is my text line is not loading up fast oh, enough. Oh, uh, well, neither is mine. Um, yeah. Steven, oh, there it is. Steven says he's frustrated with... Uh, LPD enforcement of traffic rules and not enough present. Uh, Cam the man. Ooh, we got a new n- new name here. Uh, people who drive slow in the fast lane and then sped up when you try and pass them. Mark thoughts. People, you know, sometimes. Do you ever have it when somebody? Uh, have you ever done it when someone is trying to pass you, just in the city, and it just sort of annoys you for some reason, and you speed up a little bit to yeah. match their speed. I don't do that anymore, but I I think this these people that when you're passing them they speed up like that. I think that should actually be considered a capital offense. <laughs> that's that's, that's, a, that, that, that's and, a reasonable position. And that and left lane. No, uh, but uh, still, my favorite thing is the the talk about people driving unsafe speeds is the people during the day in Lincoln will fly down a street. I don't know, pick your street, eighty fourth or O Street or wherever, and they'll fly by at eighty miles an hour. And I'm like, have you ever driven in Lincoln? <laughs> you know what's coming up in two blocks? A red light. And here I am pulling up behind you at 12 miles an hour. Hey, it's me again. <laughs> Next red light. Hey, I'm still here. South 84th is is notoriously bad for, for that from about, uh, oh, pioneers south to Highway 2. <laughs> That's, it, you know, you people, be- I just, I don't get the... I, I guess I get it. It's still illegal if you're on the interstate or something like that. But in Lincoln, in the middle of the city during the day, flying around, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drive 90 miles an hour on Old Cheney at 4:45 p.m. on a Tuesday. Guess what? You're stopping every 
30 seconds no matter what. It doesn't get you anywhere faster unless you're running red lights. Brad says, my chaps, my hide is lazy wind turbines. We have two on the edge of Lincoln. Usually one is just being lazy and doing nothing. One's working. It's blades off creating energy for like three houses while the other is just freeloading <laughs> off the other. Get your act together, freeloader wind turbine. Uh, and then Kathy says, when you open a new box of Kleenex and they are packed in so tight, the first rip to shreds. How about getting that first? Uh, how about speaking of the same situation? How about getting that toilet paper roll started? Sometimes oh, yeah. you ever same do that? With pa- same with paper towel rolls. With paper towel, and you get yeah. like you rip half of it, yeah. <laughs> and then you're unwinding half of it, or, or you get one of the two plies. Uh, yes. Oh god. Oh, there's what chaps my hide is when Literally I figure when I yes when I accidentally <laughs> when buy the, the cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah. Remember during COVID when it was short, you'd take anything you could get. Uh, that was what we did that segment on what things where price matters like it's worth paying the higher price that's on the top of my list yes definitely all right back to the phones scott not molly is joining us right now good morning scott what's chapping your hide today getting ready in the morning and hearing a crash in the other room you don't think much of it because the cats tend to do that and you go into the room about 10 minutes later to see that they have knocked over the brand new, less than 24 hour old dwarf frog tank. <laughs> oh, no. no. Water everywhere, sand everywhere, no frogs to be found. Oh, no. Uh, go ahead. Let's capture hides. The frogs did turn up later. We did find them. But the other half of the chassis height is because the tank was so small and knocked over, it's an excuse for your wife to go out. Get a bigger tank and get more things to put in. That the cats can't knock over, right? You need a yeah. little weight in that thing. Oh, they want in there so bad, but no, they ain't knocking those one over. You need a cat purge. <laughs> uh, thanks, Scott. I appreciate yep. it. Got cats, door frogs. It's a, a little East Ventura pet detective house he's living in right now. Trenwood Park Anita says this, this one's good. Auto insurance roadside assistance phone switchboard. One switchboard. One new claims. Two existing claim. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I listened to all the prompts, and none are exactly like the twenty-four-seven roadside tow. I hate none was zero for customer service. I had to listen to all the prompts and still none were for the one needed. It hung up on me after pushing zero and me saying customer service. <laughs> uh, let's see. Miss Chris says, I don't want to hear about my coworkers' passionate political views at 6.45 a.m. I can't comment because I disagree and I would make, the, would make them matter. Chris, you don't know how much I can, not with coworkers, you, but you don't know how much I can relate to that. I got you. On that one. Uh, real quick, Facebook page. We haven't gotten any of these yet. It's been a busy day. Sandy, what is the reason for blocked off traffic lanes at 56 and Old Cheney? I never see evidence of any work being done, and it causes major traffic delays. I don't have the answer to that, uh, but I'm not not totally surprised. Joyce, yeah, they're, they're replacing some some uh, concrete in different locations. But sometimes it is, yeah. Yeah. Joy- so, sometimes it's, uh, it's the day that they finish one side and haven't started on the right. other side. Joy says, I get two to three calls a week from people wanting to buy our house. I think they work with the extended car warranty people. <laughs> yeah. That's become, I've heard multiple people say this yes. in Lincoln. I've gotten They're two. getting cold calls offering to buy their house. I've been getting texts on it. Wow. Right. I've been getting texts as well, and I don't even live in a house. <laughs> Peter says, waiting on a plane in Denver for two hours here, it's canceled until the next day. That's been a problem for a lot of people traveling lately. Christina says, I get calls that are labeled spam on my phone multiple times daily, all from Bennett numbers, and I block them, and they just keep coming back like whack-a-mole. 
Yeah, what, what is it that made the, all the spam people think, let's get the, not that Bennett is this, but some of the most small, obscure towns in Nebraska for their numbers to originate from. Oh, someone from Bridgeport is calling me right now. I mean, it's, it's odd. Michaela says, sunlight at 6 a.m. I'm trying to sleep. Logan says, uh, people will say I'll be there to pick up an item at a certain time, then don't an hour or more later start blowing up your messages. It's like you didn't show up and didn't try to say, hey, I'm going to be late, that they needed to do something else. If you're not going to show up, just say so. Jeff says, off settings on spray bottles. Oh, no, did I leave the Windex on? <laughs> that's actually a good one. <laughs> yeah, what, what it, that's, that's a fair question. Uh, all right. By the way, uh, Ryan did respond on the uh, garbage trucks. He said, no fully automated garbage trucks exist in Lincoln. We had one for nine years, but found out it was too windy. Stupid wind. Oh, Lincoln. All right, 725. We'll take a break. I've I've got sports, I guess, coming up next on KLIN. All right. right. Thank you very much, John. Right now, 60 degrees in the capital city. Jack Mitchell here for Daryl's Jewelers. Just was uh, driving by Daryl's yesterday. Actually, was uh, reliving some of the old memories of my days cleaning up the Meridian parking lot as my summer job and and, uh, looked in there again and uh, stopped by. and, and, And I'll tell you what, um, they, they now have so many opportunities for you to not only get that special piece of jewelry uh, for an anniversary, for a, for a wedding, for a, an engagement, a birthday gift, whatever that I might have. But again, uh, that really interesting piece that they've got is the process of designing your own piece of jewelry. And, and that really is, is the coolest way to go about making a gift that's kind of a once in a lifetime thing and make it completely unique to the person that you're giving to replete with meaning and something that is always going to have specific memories and specific significance that's attached to it. And Daryl's can do it. They've been doing it for 40 years and they will treat you right as a customer. Daryl's Jewelers, you're going to find them, like I said, at Meridian Park, 69th and O, uh, or you can check them out online, DarylJewelers.com. Don't forget to tell them Jack sent you. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get it started counting them down uh, with, as we always start with, number five. Lincoln Lancaster County Health Department moved the uh, COVID-19 risk dial to elevated yellow yesterday. Been in mid-yellow for three weeks. The position on the dial means the risk of the virus spreading in the community is moderate, but is increasing. Case con- cases continue to rise, according to Pat Lopez. Um, let's see. Since June 1st, the seven-day rolling average increased from 21.7. This is hospitalizations. 21.7 to 29.3. And wastewater surveillance that they're doing as well showed a 17% increase in virus How'd you like to have that job? Uh, I would not like to have that job. Mark Vail, meet our new new wastewater surveiller for COVID. I don't think that's got to be the worst job in the city, isn't it? Oh, that's got to be the no. no. Tell me a job worse than wastewater surveiller for COVID. Waste. All they have to do is take the samples and take them to the lab. It's it's, you know you just dip a little uh, vial down there and, and all of that, but. I'll tell you what I think is worse is, is the, those that uh, have to deal with the solid waste. That's true. Yeah, that, yeah, that's probably true too. You know what? We don't. I always like to. You know what? I like to bring up the people who do occupations that I'm glad that I don't do. And 
we've talked about that uh, seriously with nurses and teachers and and uh, corrections officers and first responders. Let's give a shout out to the people who are dealing with our waste products of all kinds. Oh, well, yeah, and thank you for sewers. being thank you for being you. And sewers too. I mean, sewers. Yes, absolutely. The other group that I'd never hear much about, but I would definitely have to give them kudos and props, and that's these crime scene uh, cleanup people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the stuff that they can. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know we need uh, we we need you know I think it's it's very cool you know we do recognitions for some some things and and for military a lot and that's very good that's great and but we need we need a day for all the people who work with with waste and by the way as it pertains to the COVID dial I don't really know what to say I mean there's nothing to I say. just. Uh, <laughs> It's it's, yeah, it's moved up. It's, it's it's moved up. It's got no real policy implication, and I don't. I'm I'm not totally sure why. I mean, listen, if things get bad and this and you know, you city feels like they need to act and tell people some things. I I understand that, but why bouncing this dial around a little bit really makes any sense anymore? Uh, I don't. I don't quite know. But nonetheless, we move on. Number four, Police Chief Tracy Ewens. Uh, in a news conference yesterday, uh, announced the Omaha teenager facing charges in that Memorial Day weekend crash, 52nd and 0. 18-year-old Kyvel Stark turned himself in uh, yesterday morning, booked for two counts of manslaughter and two counts of driving under the influence with serious bodily injury. Electronic data, according to Ewan's, uh, clocked him at about 90 miles an hour prior to the crash, but that's, uh, you know, the investigation is going to go on and on. So yeah. there's a lot to get to. Uh, the other thing that uh, uh, he did have test positive for marijuana use. The other part of this is the other two people, uh, the two people that perished in that crash, they do not have the uh, full results of the, those autopsies to know whether they were under any influence of any uh, other substance as well. So that'll, that's all part of the investigation that's going to continue. Yeah, it's... And only two of the 20 people injured on the sidewalk are still hospitalized. Yeah, that um, that's good, but it's just so so ridiculously avoidable and and all these things. And there's going to be some real there's going to be some real consequences for this young. I mean, finds himself in jail now. Basically, <laughs> this up to, point, I, with, I believe up to twenty years possible. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt, it'll be interesting to see how the um, you know kind of the toxicology, all of those things, play into the adjudication of this and how much that makes it different than it would have been otherwise if it was just very negligent, dangerous, whatever uh, driving that happened here. So anyway, still just a, a completely needless, sad story here in the capital city. Number three. Well, we've known the Highway 2 is a state highway here in Lincoln for a long time, but soon it's going to be shoved over to local control. Yeah. As Highway 2 is going to be rerouted to the South Beltway and the Lincoln Journal star Margaret Reist. Wasted away and Margaret Reistoville. Said the state's going to pay the city $10 million as part of the relinquishment process. But that's also nice. that's also going to mean that the city takes over all maintenance. Oh. So that's, that's wah, part of it. Wah, wah, wah. And a few buildings, as I understand it, are also going to have to change their address. Yeah, so they're... It's is it going to be called Nebraska Parkway? Is that I don't know what it's going to be called. Uh, well, in Margaret's article, the the lead is Nebraska Parkway will one day be thoroughfare snaking through the south part of Lincoln. I 
I'm I'm surprised I should have heard this. I'm surprised I didn't. Is that is that what we're going to call this? And the main question is, will you be ever will you ever be able to quit calling it Highway Two? Is this going to be another Gateway Westfield Mall situation? Another Lincoln General Brian West situation? <laughs> I think it, it, uh, for, it'll be it'll often referred to as Old Highway Two. For me, another. Uh, this is a very niche one, but for me, a Prairie Life Center. Uh, Genesis Health Club situation. I will never not call that building Prairie Life Center. I'm sorry, Genesis. Well, and, and and if they ever change the name, like the Golds Building or something, right? You know, I, just changing a major name of a street like that is going to be hard for me to get used to. But can you imagine? I'm not saying they shouldn't. Or can anything, you imagine but, how tough it's going to be for the residents of Cheney, or as you say, Cheney? No, Cheney. I mean, just think of it. That all the all this time they've lived south of Highway Two, and now they're going to be living north of Highway Two. That's true. It's a, a past and present Highway Two sandwich that they're. Yeah, gonna... yeah. <laughs> they've lived between the, Highway Two and Old Two. So apparently, it'll mostly it's nine miles. It's mostly Lincoln. There's a part of it that's outside of the city limits. The county will actually maintain. Um, but yeah, but not very much. Yeah, no, it's not. It, it's it's not much at all. It's pretty. Pretty small thing. So, so, so this this means right, um, uh, maintenance and repair are going to be because the city did the snow removal, as I understood. Yeah, but they got Margaret, paid sorry, for it. They got they got paid for this thing. Yep. So ten million. How long's that going? How long's that going to last in this whole thing? <laughs> Not very long. Okay. I'm just curious. Not moving very long. on. Get Number big, two. Remember, they got to change all the signs too. We should have had a voting contest or something for the name of this. Is it? I well, mean, there, there was a, there was a petition drive a couple of years ago to name it after our former colleague because he'd worked. So yeah, hard. I remember that he'd worked so hard. Yeah, Kobe on this. Mac, Kobe Mac Way or Kobe Mac Parkway. Yeah, and I don't know what happened to that. You know, I remember signing it. I mean, we can, you, Nebraska Parkway. You can go with that. Go very simple and and those sorts of things. I don't know. I think local, city, state, government, sort of contest to come up with something creative always go well and, and, so you know, i don't know why you wouldn't do that and why not lincoln parkway or something that has to do with lincoln it's a lincoln street now that's true nebraska parkway no. i just uh, all right I, I i need to know i i admittedly am not completely up to up to date on what's going on with the naming of this whole thing i hadn't even i didn't well, really the, thought the, of this the, before the, that uh, well yeah but I, I do know that it will not be named the jack mitchell memorial parkway <laughs> i mean that I mean, good. I, I have that under good That's, authority. I'm I'm happy for that. All right, now moving on. Number two in its second annual report, Amazon said it prevented four billion. That's with a B. Billion bad listings from making it onto its site and got rid of more than three million phony products last year. They released their results this morning and compared to 2020 when Amazon blocked 10 billion and got rid of two million phony products. So they're. Out there trying bad to bad listings, huh? That's, counterfeit retail or counterfeit sellers, yeah. you know. You know what I'm you know what I'm most worried about on on that? Well, there's a variety of things. But one of the things I'm worried about I because I rely on the review I read the reviews, right? Of of products. I think everybody kind of does when they're deciding you go through it. But and and the star ratings that you look at, but like there is a real cottage industry yeah. in, in getting fake reviewers. Yes, and fake raiders on those things for the good or or for the bad on these things, and so each one I'm trying to read through it and try and figure out if this is a real, you know, a real person who 
had the product or if this is somebody sitting somewhere else who's writing review for something they didn't they didn't ever get and follow and the money them. follow the money Listen, as long as i can get as long as i can get my bluetooth earpods that cost less than twenty dollars um they may not work for long okay you know those sorts of things i'm happy just keep keep funneling me those cheap cheap bluetooth because i lose them so I lose them. I'm not buying AirPods. Plus, AirPods look goofy as all get out. All you, all you kids. I don't. I know. And I can say this because everybody and uh, my kids uh, both have them. They wear them a lot. All their friends always have them. I wear them. They're the goofiest, dang looking things I've ever seen in my life. I like the small ones. You can barely even see in your ear. That's cool. That your dad knows what looks cool. But those not you, you looking like you some can't, you can't jacked take up earring hanging out of your. Can you take a canal. call on those? Can you talk to those? Yeah, like you can so. the AirPods? I think so, but I'm not wearing... I don't do many calls on them, so I'm not really worried. See, I that's just, where I use my AirPods a lot. Sure you calls. can. It's all the same thing. No, it's not. It's all basically. Basically, you, you're just paying for the cool factor and to look like a no. doof. And to look like a doofus with a jacked up earring in the middle of your ear. Are you saying I look like a doofus? When you wear those, you do. But everybody does. It's not specific to you. Don't worry. All right. My own kids, too. Doofuses. Sorry, kids. I, th- I wish they'd make Number them in... Whoops, sorry, whoops, whoops. I, w- I wish they'd make them in different colors so they're blended in with your hair. That's the branding. Yeah. I mean, it's... Great. You need a little good... Could I, this, yeah. You can get a custom paint job on them, probably. Yeah, they plug up something the, like that. Plug up the little holes. That... <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of... <laughs> we're talking about ways... Speaking <laughs> of gross things, those yeah. ear, ear pods. Yeah. If you see somebody else's ear pods... Ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. And some sad news out of the world of music. Yesterday, Jim Seals, Seals and Crofts died, uh, but he was 80 years old, man. Uh, multiple people who knew him said uh, details of the death were not given. Uh, of course, they had top 10 hits in the 70s Summer Breeze, Diamond Girl, Get Closer. Whoops, sorry. That was my fault. Seals had another claim to fame. Second. He played sax on tequila with the champ. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Na, 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 na. And, na, 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 na. and he played drums on it as well. Really? Okay, now I can turn my computer. I got it's not request line Friday, but you mind uh, Johnny turning the bed down and let oh yeah, this is this is one of the best ones. R.I.P. Uh, not request line Friday. We played this one on our summer songs a couple of weeks ago, but this one rarely rarely gets this old. This does for not me. disappoint. No, blowing through the jasmine of my mind, Mark. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna call it good on your sound off. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. We'll take a break. Sell NK today with Jack and friends on Lincoln's News and Talk fourteen hundred and ninety three ninety nine three KLIN. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, welcome back, 810 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499.3. It's that time of month again. Time to talk to the one, the only, our weather and climate guru, Dr. Ken Dewey. And he joins us right now on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline. You know, people get nervous when they hear you're going to be on the show, Dr. Dewey. Uh, they're like, okay, what's ha- what's coming up? What's happening right now? So I don't, I don't want people to get conditioned that bad news is coming with you, but... I don't know. It may be. Uh, so, well, so well, welcome. <laughs> How about well, that for a welcome? 
Good morning, everybody. Hey, Jack, is it too early to start talking about snow in the? Yes. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I was, I was just, I was just getting ready for your talk about oppressive heat that's coming. I hadn't even well, uh, flipped the page that far. So I was trying so. to delay the bad news because yes, you look outside right now and you go, oh, another pleasant rain. Everything is green. It's going to be cool today. So what's the bad news? Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, looks like a preview of our upcoming summer taking place next week. You know, it, it is kind of interesting, though, because we've actually settled into a place after we had, you know, the winter that wasn't and the spring that wasn't really seasonal for either of them. At least it seemed like it to me. It it feels like we're finally getting here. We're not. We're in meteorological spring, uh, but not technically spring, according to the uh, the equinox and the solstice. But it finally feels like we've had a week or so here where we're like, okay, this is kind of what we were we were hoping for for like the last two months, and we've kind of got it. But uh, it, it may be time to soak it in uh, since we've talked last month. Though, yeah, it, it feels like we're at we're the first time where we've kind of been seasonal for a long stretch. We are, Jack. We're just a quarter of an inch. That's not very much water. We're a quarter of an inch away from normal, um, just slightly below normal. We've had six inches of rain in the last six weeks. So that certainly made up for a dry winter where February, it barely had any moisture. We barely had any snow. Um, so it's gone. The total for us in eastern Nebraska has rapidly increased. I'm looking at the map of all of the precipitation amounts from last night. And, man, I look down in, uh, let's take a look here. I look over in Nemahawk County, two counties over to the southeast, 2.64 inches of rain. Um, I look yeah. over to our southwest, 1.4 inches of rain in Jefferson County. Um, we had at the Lincoln Airport 0.66. I had 0.85 at my house. So, yes, the precipitation amount has recovered. I mean, when you think about six inches of rain, and if you want to go back to the beginning of April, there's nine inches of rain since April 1. So that's way more than enough to make us feel like everything's normal. As silly as it might seem, I took a flashlight last night, went out into the dark area of the yard to check out my tomato plants because I thought, well, with the strong wind, they might not you know, be looking healthy. They were standing there tall and proud, two, three feet tall already. So everything looks great. My garden looks great. The lawn looks great. I look out the window of my home office everything is green and we are fooled into thinking well this is what our summer might just look like so and remember may was our first month this year that had an average temperature above normal for lincoln january february and march actually averaged slightly below normal that's still crazy to me just because the winter was so seemed so mild uh, the daytime a, highs were very warm because we had so many dry days. So mm-hmm. during the day, without clouds and without a snow cover, the daytime temperatures were above normal. But at nighttime, we've had some, we had some record lows. You know, we had a record low uh, just a week ago, yeah. forty-two degrees on June second. So we've we've only had a few really hot days. And Jack, what worries us as we watch weather patterns um, is we look to the south and we see that places like Austin, Texas, um, has been above a hundred day after day, and the heat has been building to our south and southwest. It's only a matter of time before that heat breaks out of there. It may be that, you know, another week we're going to be coming up to the summer solstice and then the daylight starts decreasing, but our hottest temperatures traditionally are in July, and that's where we're headed as we move into hmm. June into July is watching that heat spread north toward us. Well, I, I, we'll, we'll take a look out into the future here at, at the end here, but, you know, interesting, another kind of interesting situation last night as we were monitoring severe weather. We were 
ready in case we needed to go on air. And and like often happens, uh, uh, other parts of the state got it worse than Lincoln. And as you mentioned, uh, Lincoln got uh, even over an inch of rain in some places. There's some hail reported out in Eagle. But it was just another one of these deals where it, it just seemed like uh, Lincoln kind of got the fortunate end of it. And while we have had some more, some severe weather show up this this uh, severe weather season, it's just, it's not been super significant. It's been sort of down again for the Lincoln area, it feels like. That is right, Jack. And I looked last night at the reports coming in. There was ping pong ball size hail um, very close to Lincoln. In fact, I just pulled up the numbers now. I didn't realize Waverly had 1.57 inches of rain and just slightly into Cass County, 1.71 inches of rain. Yeah. The hail was all around us. It just didn't happen to hit Lincoln. And again, remember that hail is not a widespread event. The rain last night covered all of southeastern Nebraska as the storms plummeted south. You know, normally the storms come up from the south, but they were coming down from the north and they moved slowly all the way down into Kansas. But the hail was all around us. It just happened to miss Lincoln. And the hail, when it does produce a path, is only about a block or two wide. And I've seen that over the years in Lincoln where you drive through the area and you see the leaves down from the trees for a block or so. And then you're back out of the hail zone. Our biggest hailstorm back in 2016, that was still only a small swath going across southeast, uh, southwest of southeast Nebraska, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Let me. I, you you talked about that coming out of the north. It was, uh, and it made me think of a question that I always have. You know, because I saw a couple of times in the last last month or two where I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's it, what whatever this is, is coming from the north." I mean, you could visually see it. Typically, it's it's the west. Do storms? I mean, <laughs> do they move in every possible direction? It seems like they're always west to east. But what? How does that work exactly? And does it change season by season? Which way that they come from and move? Boy, Jack, this is like Meteorology 101. Yeah. We have a half hour. Yeah. Hey, listen, to answer your first question, yes. Okay. It can come from any direction. What triggered it last night, you notice it's cool today. It's only mm-hmm. going to be in the 70s. So a very weak cold front was moving south across Nebraska, triggering it. Okay. In the summer, if you don't have a cold front, and you don't often have those in the summer, all the warm air is coming up from the south and from the west. And typically the storms will initiate um, in the afternoon in western Nebraska and then just, you know, move across the state like a train. But so it depends upon the season. Our precipitation um, usually in our area in the summer is coming up from the south or the west. But last night it was still spring, uh, acting like spring, and the cool air came down. You notice that tonight's forecast is 50s mm-hmm. for lows, so it's cool weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the cold front moving north to south that triggered the storms right along that, and they held together and moved all the way down into Kansas overnight into Oklahoma. Yeah, just once I want it for I want us to be the first ones to get it, and then all the people in western Nebraska say, "Oh, that's coming our way." Oh no, because yeah. you, ne- you well, never get that. The western Nebraska area, of course, is still under drought, and uh, they 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 would appreciate it. Less. Probably. And a couple of these rains that we've had lately have come down at a steady rate instead of a flash flood. Last night was only a two- to three-hour rainfall event, so it came down pretty hard. But in Lincoln, I think almost all of the precipitation went into our lawns. There was very little runoff. I believe Lincoln uh, heard... I don't know. I was half asleep, so maybe I don't remember it correctly. It was one of the most long, extended thunders I've ever heard in my life. It just felt like it kept going and going and going. It was somewhat loud. It wasn't necessarily just loud, but it was it was long and continuous for so long. Uh, that was that was a kind of a weird characteristic of last night's storm. 
It was, Jack, and that was because these weren't individual thunderstorms separated 10, 15, 20 miles apart. It was a line of continuous thunderstorms spread all the way out from south-central Nebraska all the way up into the Omaha Council Bluffs area. So with all of these thunderstorms merged together, the lightning and the thunder were all merged together. I thought there might be a nice light show, so I went out onto my deck, which is covered, and the sky was continuously flashing bright white light, but there were very few uh, lightning strikes down to the ground. There was one that absolutely shook my house. That must have been very close by. Yeah. But that was, again, a characteristic feature. Instead of a single thunderstorm, um, and then you can see it approaching, and then it produces uh, distinct lightning to the ground. This was just a lot of cloud-to-cloud lightning. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about the extended forecast. I've seen the 8 to 14 day outlooks. It, it looks like they can't find a darker color of maroon to put up for much of the state of Nebraska, uh, going forward. But the, the heat is coming in. And so we can get into that. But I guess I also wonder what I know you talked about drought areas in the state. Lincoln's been doing better with the amount of rain that they've gotten. But how is that going to plow? Is that forecast going to play into potential drought issues? This, beyond the bad news of this, it's going to be hot next week. And I teased the forecast for next week yesterday on social media. And there are forecast models that are showing temperatures in the hundreds to our west and southwest where it is very dry. And the temperatures on one model show Lincoln having a high of 99 on Monday. The National Weather Service forecast is much colder, mid-90s. And so, you know, a little bit of humor there, I guess. But (laughs) the problem with this is I look out all the way into July, and it looks like, we better be careful, this is not a guarantee, but the odds favor right now the uh, sprinkler system in the sky turning off. Mm. And the very high probabilities that along with this heat, which also means then with higher temperatures and lots of sunshine, with water we do have in the ground, it will start evaporating out of the area. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks drier than normal. And in fact, I'm looking right now all the way up to July 4th weekend, and the odds are continued above normal. That doesn't mean you're not going to have a day or two cooler than normal. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a day or two with some rain. But the odds right now favor. Um, we have been spoiled with relatively mild, cool temperatures and with completely over and over again, just the right amount of water to keep everything green. It looks like that's about ready to change over. Now, the neat thing about summer heat is they can also produce thunderstorms. So there is a possibility, not very large, that it could be hot and wet, but Mm. it looks like it's going to go hot and dry. Mm. And that doesn't mean every day. We know what that means. But the general public, I don't want them to think, that's it, no more rain till you know, fall, but it just means the odds right now, and I look all the way out through summer, and the summer signal right now is warmer than normal, and normal highs reach the upper 80s to around 90. So when we say above normal during the summer, that means day after day in the 90s. So that's what we're looking at even for next week is there's one day where it's going to be in the upper 80s, but overall, I'm looking at forecast models starting Sunday, 92, 99, 91, 92, 95, 95, 95, 93, 91. You can see the trend there. With one 88 thrown in on next Wednesday and another 88 thrown in on Wednesday, the 22nd. So all 90s. 
yeah. starting Sunday. And, you know, this is not the news everyone wanted to hear. Um, as we eased into summer, it would have been nice to slowly have the temperatures warm. But our first heat wave is next week, yep. and then it might be a prolonged one with just very short breaks. And I think we'll all be wishing for rain by the end of June. It looks like it's just lower percentages. And uh, as I said, the computer models trend or tend, if you will, towards a drier solution, not only starting next week, but all the way out through summer. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, by the way, yeah, the forecast 99 on, on, on Monday, may, we might see our first triple digits here of 2022, uh, in, in just a matter of days. Likely, of course, to our west and southwest, yeah. but the, this is the type of heat that's just, nothing's going to hold it back. This cold air that came down now is no different than a January cold wave, except it's you know, very reduced and it's, and it's cold. Mm-hmm. 55 tonight's going to be very pleasant, but we're looking at lows in the 70s uh, next week. In fact, Monday has a low in the upper 70s. So true midsummer heat coming a little bit early. Yeah. And as you've often said, Jack, we're going to pay for this. And that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> Our very pleasant sort of easing into spring and then slowly getting warmer with a couple spells of cold weather. We could have had a freeze a few weeks back. It's such a nice worldview I have. Any kind of benefit you get is always has some sort of cosmic retribution that's coming for you, at least, at least weather-wise. And, and, and last but not least, you know, um, I don't know, Dr. Dewey, it was probably 10 years ago we were talking, I re- you know, when they were talking voluntary water restrictions and those sorts of things in Lincoln. It's been a while locally that we've, we've been, you know, you've had stretches of a week or two, but it's, it's been a while that you've really had a summer like that. I think probably since whatever the year that was, 2012, well, 2013, 12, 12. yeah. Well, Jack, that's true. And then earlier this spring, the city was talking, hey, there's no water restrictions. It'd be nice if you'd, you know, mm-hmm. pull back a little bit. I think right now, and I don't think it would be official, but somebody there might say, you know, keep watering your lawns. We could use the revenue. Um, So, (laughs) you know, there's plenty of water to go around right now. Um, These are called flash droughts if, in fact, it just stops during the heat of summer. And after about three or four weeks, people would notice their lawn starting to turn brown. Don't be afraid of some browning on your lawn. It's not going to die. They'll go dormant a little bit. Um, So last night, as I looked out the window as the storm's approaching, Two houses near me, the sprinkler systems are going, we're not in a desert. Don't do this. But, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. You're donating water to the, you know, the ground, the water table, and the city thanks you for the revenue. But we're going to have to look at maybe by July, it could be water restrictions, but right now it could be just slightly drier than normal and yeah. we can still maintain our lawns you're not a big lawn waterer jack you, you've told me before <laughs> once or twice during the summer you'll water your lawn yeah right? it's worth you, you yeah i spot water I, my, I haven't fixed my underground sprinkling system for like three years but i spot water and it's actually usually worked out pretty well and i've spent sure. less money too and it's just worth it now some summers you gotta let that 2012 i had to let it go dormant i mean it was it was right. a disaster but yeah other years it's been all right so hopefully that's kind of what it trends toward toward again this year. Hey, uh, hey, tell people how they can uh, follow you on, on social media and well, get the updates. Follow me on Facebook at, at Dewey Weather, and then also on, um, if, you're, if you're worried about the heat coming up and all that, you know, we're going to start heading back towards winter for daylight soon, and um, you know, hang in there. It, it could be a lot worse. Our record highs this time of year are all above 100, so 90s just mean warmer than normal, but not yeah. record heat. Yep, yep, absolutely. Good to keep in mind. Thank you, Dr. Dewey. I always enjoy yeah, our conversations. You're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. Dr. Ken Dewey, 827. We'll take a break. I got sports next on KLIN.
He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Yes, it is. Time to talk to you, John Bishop. How much rain did you get out of your place last night, John? About seven-tenths of an yeah, inch. That sounds about right. That's what we're hearing from everybody else. Nope. Yeah, about seven-tenths. Yeah. You know, it was pretty pretty scary around here. The dog had to come downstairs. It was a little loud, but uh, nope, it was all good. And I and I was just able to get back home in time from my walk. It was I, I cut it close, but uh, but all... All is well, so I, I felt I felt good about myself. Okay, did I t- did I ever tell you? So I don't remember. I'm, I'm bad at it. I forget things that I've said on the radio, and I haven't. I don't know if you just, I, I guess that comes with age. But I, uh, you, you know, that we had John and I had this long running thing on our show about how I didn't want a rain gauge. I was not at the uh, you know age of my life where I want, needed a rain gauge, and that of course prompted listeners to bring me rain gauges of every type and size, which we just piled up in the floor of my of my office. And we didn't we? We started giving them away as prizes. Yes, we at did. Some point. We did. We gave some of them away, and I think I I actually took one. You probably did because my, my bus did, and so uh, <laughs> we, this is before I got high tech and went I, with the weather station. I had well, I had the uh, Nebraska's largest collection, private collection of rain gauges at one point <laughs> here at Forty Fourth and O, and we ended up liquidating all of it except for one. One of the nicer ones was still down there, and and you know how my office is, and we're, we're trying to sell this building now here at Forty Fourth and O, which by the way. Contact me for any inquiries, and I'll get you to the right person. Uh, we would love to. We'd love to make a deal with you. But um, I was I was told by management, uh, John, and you'll understand this in in no uncertain terms that it was time to get my office in good shape for people who might be touring the building. Oh, it's time to show the house. So yeah, the open house, and I felt like me telling one of my kids they needed to clean their room, and so the one rain gauge that had been sitting there. Forever since you and I were doing the show, I've probably been sitting right against that wall. You know exactly where I'm talking yep. about, right below where that little basket was that we used to shoot baskets in. Uh, it was it was there, so I took it home and I just set it on the counter. A few days later, I notice my wife has put it up in our yards. So this is the this is the unceremonious end of me not having a rain gauge at my home. One of the original deliveries to us did end up in our yard. Good, so, and good. I've, well, I've you, yet to look at know. it. You want to know. I, you, you, you know. Everyone wants to know. You want to be able to share in all of the fun. By the way, uh, the bag of Weaver's chips, is that, was there, did those make it? It's still there. The bag, yes! Yes, I do have my Hall of... I did condense just the Hall of Fame area. Of the, that's where the, the rain gauge was over there. Yes. Did you... What? How do we buy that? The day we found out, or when we found out the Weaver's plant was closing... We we uh, the old potato chip plant. We yep. felt like we needed to preserve the history, so one of us or somebody we went to Super I went Saver. Over to, I went over across the street to Super Saver <laughs> and bought like four or five bags, and we ate most of them. <laughs> we and we saved, saved that last. We one. saved that. That was <laughs> that was the winter of two thousand and eight. So that's a fourteen year old bag, man. We're almost to the point of antiques. Uh, yeah, it's still unopened, uh, sitting. On there. <laughs> 
my gosh, I probably shouldn't even say that. Uh, yeah, it's. I this still have now, it. This is now becoming worth something. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to want that for their it's, museum. Because Weavers was a big deal around Yeah, here. it's got a real... You'd see that thing, and you're taken back to the grocery store in, in the 80s, 90s, 70s, whenever whenever your era was. Look, we took we took field trips. I, I know I told you this story. We took yes. field trips there in elementary school. And one of it's a moment I'll never forget in my life. They let us eat potato chips off the conveyor belt like hot potato chips that had just been made or whatever and it was one of the most amazing moments of my life yeah i'm jealous because i never got that trip that was when fremont you guys just went down to the barn right we just went to the Yeah, <laughs> we went to the all right, yeah, get after it in the barn for a while. We'll see you in two no, hours. I felt robbed, you know, all those years. We talked, you know, we, we, we did the field trip to the Capitol like just about every yeah. Nebraska school district does, but we never bothered to travel further south so that we could get to the Weaver's potato chip plant. Yeah, I would have. amazing. Fourth grade. Oh, I would have loved that. Fourth grade oh. at Holmes Elementary. It's probably my, fa- yeah, it's, I will say it is my favorite field trip of all time. Definitely my favorite field trip of of all time. Hey, I want to I want to ask you because I'm sure you and, and Josh have been talking about it and will talking about it. You just need maybe you can help explain to me what's happening in the world of golf a little bit because as you know I'm uh, a, a very 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 casual golf fan. Meaning, if Tiger Woods is in an event on Sunday and it's a major, I might turn it on one of the screens. But but. All I see is golf all over my Twitter timeline the last two days. So here's what I know, and you can you can fill in the blanks for me, and our listeners may even know more. But there's a so this new tour that's backed by the Saudi government, if I understand it, and they're poaching PGA players to come play on it, and it's an individual tour, but there's also teams that look like uh like a World League of American football teams or something and people are mad that people are playing and they're being asked about the PGA tour uh, just can you like help me understand what's happening here well uh, i to think, the extent I think you, you know you, it you've kind of spelled it out i mean this is the, the and and listen i'm still confused i don't know if we call it the 54 golf tournament or the LIV or yeah, the live i did roman you, numerals notice i didn't say it cuz i don't uh, i didn't want to sound like an I idiot i don't I'm know not if it's sure live or what live. it is so i'm just going to i'm just going to interchangeably use all three of them but uh it stands for they play only 54 holes but you're right i mean this is in part funded by uh, the Saudi Arabian government, because they have been in an effort the last few years to, you know, promote more sports and Western entertainment in their country. Um, WWE has been doing special events over there for the last probably five or six years. Um, they've had uh, Formula One has raced there. Uh, and now now there's this. And, you know, there's there's golfers who are, and I just saw today that Bryson DeChambeau um, may be joining the league. And Patrick Reed, who won the Masters, may, might be joining this league. But the, but the difference is, that, I mean, they are just out front and paying these guys Tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, yes, hundreds of millions of dollars just to come over and play, which, if you think about it, is is kind of antithetical to what golf has traditionally been. Now, I realize, you know, nowadays, you know, the big-name golfers, even, heck, the, the mid-level guys, all have sponsorship deals, so they get paid very handsomely whether they win or lose. But golf has always been what I consider like a bounty hunter sport, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you play the tournaments, and the better you play, the more money you win. And it's about, you know, winning money. Uh, with this, 
you're getting paid up front just to show up and and play. So it's it's kind of like being an, an uh, a pro football or pro right. baseball athlete where you know you get a salary and then you go out and perform. And then you mentioned this team concept, and you know it's all in an effort to try to you know make golf more entertaining to watch. Though the funny part is their very first tournament. The only way you can watch it is on their YouTube channel. Apparently, um, there's no there's no television network, um, and 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 of course the biggest issue that a lot of people are having right now is this is this is believed to be the Saudi government's way of what's called sports washing. Um, they're they're trying to cleanse their their international persona and profile by you know promoting you know fun and neat cool activities that can now happen in our country and and kind of gloss over all of the human rights and uh, all the nasty violations that the Saudis have been accused of over the years and decades. So um right now you've got a lot of golfers like Phil Mickelson especially and of course he he disappeared for a long time mm-hmm. because of some things that he had said uh to an author a few months ago and made his very first public appearance yesterday uh and by the way did not look very good uh nor did he sound very good to be quite honest with you. Um and so yeah and and of course the controversy in the golf world is the PGA Tour has never had any major competition and the pga commissioner last week so much as said you're either with us or you're with them so if you if you, if you go to play for, for them don't bother coming over and playing in our events and we all know that the pga is the most prestigious um you know professional golf organization in the world so this is this is making for a very unusual um and much talked about situation in golf though again the only way you're going to be able to watch this is on their youtube channel yeah. you know this isn't something you're going to turn on espn or turn on turner sports or cbs and watch it um and, and you know a lot of folks right now are kind of wondering what's going to happen to the future of the sport it's it's just interesting because you always have these leagues in in other sports and in, in team sports primarily that that pop up and try and you know try and coexist with the big the big boys and big girls so to speak but it it never it never works and and i think you know usfl i don't know maybe it's doing fine but you know the first week we all kind of watched it and talked about it and what always happens is after week two nobody's interested now see tweets that these games are going on i'll be like oh i completely forgot that was a thing right what what is different here is that they poached they got so many big names to say yes which what are they doing to get all these people to say it? because you got the obviously the questionable pr situation that's going along with it obviously some jeopardizing of pga tour status that that's going on here and then just not kind of you know not kind of sure if this thing's going to last or what's going to go on with it I don't know. Do you think that's more about just the the value of dollars that's available, or is it something that's trying uh, part of these guys that want to stick into the PGA somehow? Well, there there is a little bit of that. I mean, the the talking point, you know, among the players who have defected have been, you know, we we want to do this to promote some greater changes in the sport. You know, that the PGA has become too big for itself, and you know has not um, has not been great for the players, which. I think on the on the surface is just ridiculous. It's going to be very hard for anyone to, you know, cry, you know, foul over what the PGA has done to them because golf is one of the most lucrative sports on the planet. I mean, these guys make 
millions and millions of dollars um and you know and and you don't even have to play in every tournament so you know it's, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of folks that just those cries are going to fall on on deaf ears but it, really the heart of this though is who's behind it and why they're doing it and and i that to me makes it feel very sketchy um because you know this is a, this is an obvious effort by the saudi government to to try to you know gloss over all of the 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 terrible things that they've done and and get people to you know think of them more positively though i i can't imagine anyone watching the the live or the 54 golf league and going oh man i really feel great about the saudis now so I, i'm not really sure <laughs> not really sure it. how this is how this, this is really going to work but but it's it's it, i mean we're talking hundreds of millions i mean mickelson reportedly is signed for 150 million dustin johnson is reportedly signed for a, a nine figure pay day it is ridiculous right the kind of money that they're getting but to, to me just as a sports fan now i'm gonna watch this going well then what are you playing for right yeah seriously what are you playing for why is this going to mean anything because at the end of the day really for the the, the vast majority of sports fans there are only four tournaments that matter and and those tournaments, you know, of course, we, the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British, and the PGA, those are the only four tournaments that really matter. All of this other stuff, you know, the the Memorial that was last week, or the you know the 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 John Deere Classic, right. or waste the, management, yeah. waste management <laughs> open. I mean, yeah, you know, there there are the very very hardcore golf fans that will watch, but for the rest of the country, it's like nobody cares. Yeah. Well, you know, the the events that people care about. Those are the ones that that really matter, and and now the question is whether or not some of these guys won't be qualified or eligible to be in those events down the road. Yeah. Now the the one thing I will say, and everything you said is true, and there's all kinds of questions, and the logos are the corniest things I've ever seen for these yes. teams that they're putting together. But I'm a little fascinated with that concept because I will say this: if the the golf I enjoy most to watch is always the Ryder Cup. Now, granted. I'm waving the flag. I'm cheering for America. I've got a rooting interest, but I do think that's I think that's a interesting way to to kind of see how that plays out w- with team golf. It just to me when there's sort of a when it's not all individuals, golf feels more. I mean, like me, I like playing. I if I play golf, I'd rather play best ball where everybody's cheering for each other. Like that's right, way but, more but fun. You're asking to you're asking to make a massive change in in what we have been conditioned to understand as golf competition. The Ryder Cup is cool because yeah. it's special and it only happens every other year. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's. It, you know, we're used to watching individuals. We're used to rooting for Nicholas, for Mickelson, for Woods. And so I don't know I if this whole know. team thing's really going to take off. The, the the one thing the team thing has done is it's amplified A, people are still bad at drawing logos. Oh my gosh. Hashtag Nebraska State Fair circa 2006. <laughs> and middle aged white guys are terrible at coming up with their own team names. <laughs> I, I mean, there there's some fantasy leagues out there that would like to you know give a get a consulting fee to say, hey, you know what? I think we could come up with a better team name. Than <laughs> like the Ball Blasters, and the so, I don't even remember, I don't remember what they are. Oh, 
terrible. Uh, hey, last but not least, I wanted I wanted to ask you. I've been I've been doing sports today because because Caleb is out, and one of the things I talked about is the uh, Nebraska Athletic Department Hall of Fame announcements, and and one name stood out to me. I was kind of surprised he wasn't in already, but was Shane Comine, and and that's obviously when you were at, at the height of covering Nebraska baseball, and when they were at the height of some of their years. I, Boy, you know, you, you've had players in the majors. You've had Darren Erstad. You've had Alex Gordon. You have all of these things. But for me as a fan, personally, it is hard for me to think of one kind of hero of Nebraska baseball anywhere above Shane Comine. And, and, and I think that's probably just the experience of those years that you were right there for, too. Oh, yeah. He was, he was, he was huge. I mean, this was, and this was, you know, the classic, you know, diamond in the rough developmental story, you know, uh, uh, Rob Childress, you know, discovered him in Hawaii. He, he, he's not built like a, you know, like a prototypical, well, today, especially by today's he's not tall, you yeah. know, yeah, not, he's not tall. He didn't have a blazing fastball, but you know, his slider was excellent. He could mix things up and I, I, it's still one of the great moments uh, I that I can say. remember in the I last 20 yeah, twenty some odd years when he came back into the super regionals in two thousand two, oh, first year at Haymarket Park. I just got goosebumps. In relief, he had he pitched. You know, he threw like a hundred and on Friday. Is, yeah, it was like one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty pitches on Friday. Won that game, and then in the winter take all, winner goes to the College World Series. He comes back out of the bullpen in relief to try to finish the game, and the place just went yeah. electric. I was there when when he came in. It was as bad as close to a. Uh, Ricky Vaughn, wild thing, end of major league, you know, moment as I've ever seen in person. Yeah. And, and, and he was that kind of hero. He was just, and just a very, you know, down to earth, uh, very unassuming guy. I still, I'm looking at it right now. I still have the, the, the can of dirt that I took from, from, uh, Buck, Buck Belter yeah. in the, in the, in Not the macadamia Buck. caramel corn can that his mom brought us. That's right. uh, on his senior day, it, it, yeah. he's just—he's a great one. I mean, there's yeah. no question. He is—he is—he is very er- deserving of this. Young honor. people should know about him. It was hopefully you'll, you'll give him some shout. Yeah, out he's the, kind of forgotten yeah. now, isn't he? Yep, absolutely. At that moment, uh, I, I got to go. I'm out on time, but I, I agree with you. That moment, I think to me. I think that that game was a top five Nebraska sporting event I've been to in person. I, I would say, I mean, with all the football, with all the, the other things, I think it might be up there. It was that good. So, hey, uh, all right, John, I got to run. Thanks for the time. Have a great show today. All right. All right. We'll see you. There you go. John Bishop, 1620 The Zone on KLIN. Hour. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I got a lot to tell you about in a minute. Firecracker deals go online in one minute. KLIN.com today. You can get a $50 gift card for $25 to Black Dragon Fireworks. They won't last long, so if you want to get set for your fireworks right now, you can get a great deal there. Keys to the city keyword today is university. The business is alumni hall, so get to KLIN.com and get that in as well. Tomorrow on the show, it's our our season finale of Generation Collaboration. We are giving away Salt Dog tickets for KLIN night. We're going to give away tons of them. So if you want to be at the game, you're going to get your chance tomorrow during Generation Collaboration. Friday is Request Line Friday. It's general this week. And I want to back up a minute, go back to this afternoon. Johnny Cadillac's been in for Caleb today. Thank you for that. He'll be back here this afternoon along with Doug Fitzgerald, who's going to have the new LPS superintendent, Dr. Paul Gossman, joining him. So you don't want to miss that. I will see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, KLIN.